Hey there, Ravens flock. Welcome back to Baltimore Talk, the weekly podcast giving you a recap of every Baltimore Ravens game from now to postseason. I'm your host, Anthony Probst, and I'll be giving you everything you missed, plus my own personal thoughts, opinions, and analysis. This week was the week four contest between Baltimore Ravens and Josh Allen and those Buffalo Bills. It was an interesting game with high stakes that took a turn like we've seen before, and man, was it hurtful to watch. They definitely had a battle against some strong weather conditions, and it was really difficult for both teams to make plays. Before all that, though, Thursday, September 29th, it was reported that the defensive tackle Michael Pierce is undergoing bicep surgery and will see his season end after only three short weeks. He'll be placed on the injured reserve list for the time, but we do not expect to see him back this year, which unfortunately sucks because he is one of our bigwigs up front and we will definitely feel his loss and have to adjust to it as well. Now, let's kick things off with the opening coin toss, which Buffalo did win, and in a surprising decision, they decided to receive the ball, which is very interesting because, as I said, weeks one through three, you don't typically see teams doing that. I say it's always better to get the ball at the start of the third quarter because the first half can be a rocky one, and most teams are a second-half team, and Buffalo did show that yesterday. Once the kick was sent and Buffalo started their opening drive, Marcus Peters had great pass coverage, forcing Buffalo to a second and eight situation. And like his teammate, on the next play, the defensive genius himself, Marlon Humphrey, did what he does and got the stop, forcing the Bills to a third and eight situation, forcing them to make the decision to punt the ball away. On the Ravens' opening drive, Lamar got the snap and gave the handoff to Patrick Ricard, which doesn't go anywhere and is stopped. However, though, on the next play, Lamar is really starting to like these shovel passes because he sends one to J.K. Dobbins, who gets his first touchdown of the game. Justin Tucker, the stud who never misses a shot, gets a field goal as Baltimore takes an early lead, making it 7-0. Back on the Bills' side, Stephon Diggs did get the first down for Buffalo on their next series, but it did have a penalty on that play with 12 men on the field, so that did get called back. That didn't stop Josh Allen, though, because he did, on the next play, get the first down himself. Brandon Stevens stepped up, just like last week, and forced the Bills to a fourth down situation. And it was awesome to see because he really has been killing it in these past few weeks on defense, being able to make big plays and make stops, forcing these fourth down situations. And it's great to see. The Bills did get the field goal, putting themselves on the board, making it now a 7-3 game. On the Ravens' next drive, Lamar did have the pocket collapse on him, and he had to run the ball himself for a short gain of only four yards. In quick succession, on the next two plays, both studs who never disappoint, J.K. Dobbins and Devin DuVernay, both got back-to-back first-down completions. And watching that was absolutely beautiful because seeing these two get those yards and move those chains in quick succession was definition of Ravens football. On the next play, with the weather conditions, Rashad Bateman did drop that pass that he was sent from Lamar, but it happens because these weather conditions, it was raining hard, it was coming down really good, so I understand that the rain does get in the way. It's hard to grab the ball, it's hard to grip the ball with it being so slick and being so wet and these types of things. To make up for it, though, Justin H- Justice Hill, my apologies, Justice Hill gets a nice handoff and gains some yards for the Ravens, making it a third and nine. Lamar, once again, with the quickness, took it off and gets the first down. J.K. Dobbins then gets a handoff and gains only two yards. Robinson now also gets a swift handoff from a gain of three. And then Bateman makes up for his mistake by getting a 13-yard dart for the first down. 
And these Ravens, they're honestly, they're making quick work. They're getting short yards. They're getting quick passes. They're getting these yards. They're really moving the chains, moving first downs. They're getting completions. And you can't say that they're not a first-half team because this just shows, like, they know how to get conversions. They were really doing it well yesterday with these conversions and getting the first downs and getting these types of yards despite the rain, despite the wind, despite all the messed up penalties that were handed to them they really know how to get these yards and get these completions especially at home like they were yesterday at MT bank stadium but back to the action lamar once again takes himself with the swift swift quickness for a nice gain of nine yards and then once again dobbins takes another handoff gets a gain of a yard for the baltimore's first down once again and mark andrews who had been quiet for the first few possessions then gets a gain of six which is nice because as I've said, week one, week two, week three, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. Like they are top tier. Like when you think of a quarterback, you think of Lamar. When you think of a great tight end, you think of Mark Andrews. There's no distinguishing any differences. You don't think you can do better than those two because that combination is amazing. Like you always, And again, as I said, week one, week two, week three, you saw the team chemistry between those two. You saw how well they were killing it. And it, it once again, did not stop here. But Lamar then fakes a pass and hands it off to Dobbins again for another gain of three. And just like Mark Andrews, it's great to see J.K. Dobbins getting these yards because he's definitely the favorite. But he was the favorite by Lamar yesterday. Uh, and with the number of handoffs and passes he caught, he was given so many yards for it. And it's just great to see because just like Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins, he's another one. He's another one of those great players that you love to see. Patrick Ricard then gets the first down and at the five-yard line, making it a first and goal for the Ravens. And like I said, with Dobbins doing this thing, gets the second touchdown of the day. J.K. Dobbins, he gets his second touchdown of the day, did his thing. And now we're at a 14-3 and situation. And this is still only the first quarter. Like, I, I don't know what to say, how they do it. I don't know what type of practicing they do. I don't know where they get these schemes from. But, like, it's just tremendous to see Baltimore be this type of team because we know in years past during weeks one two three yada 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 we see these teams you see them on a good rise but then you see them fall and then you see them start to pick back up a little bit in years past and years prior but Baltimore is really having a good year so far despite now what happens later in the game but you really see how well Baltimore knows the game of football and their schemes and the way they like to set up their plays it's just absolutely amazing but on the Bills next drive they unfortunately fumble the ball and Marcus Williams the stud himself on defense recovers the ball back to Baltimore and it's just great to see like that that's another thing you can't just have an offensive team you have to have a defensive team too and Baltimore definitely does the same thing on the defensive side they get those hands up they make those plays they get the get to the ball they force turnovers they force fumbles and Marcus Williams did it himself and he forced the turnover for Buffalo and giving it back to his own team to put Lamar back out on that field and back on offense Lamar in lots of trouble with the pocket collapsing on him heavily and I really mean heavily because they all tried to take him down but he shook off those tackles and then gave it straight to Dobbins to get the first down this is what did end the first quarter and overall 
pretty first decent quarter. Honestly, given the weather conditions and how hard it was raining in the wind, it was definitely a good first quarter, and that energy was carried over into the second. So staying out on offense to start the second quarter, Lamar tries to throw a pass to Mark Andrews, but overthrows him just by a little bit, and he unfortunately couldn't get that one. Justice Hill gets a nice handoff, though, and gets a gain of four yards. Mark Andrews then tried again and had a catch, but it was just shy of the goal line. However, it did get called back for an offensive pass interference on himself. And you never like to see that offensive pass interference. It's never a good thing to see when you get those kinds of yards. But on the next play, Lamar did get sacked, forcing the field goal unit to come onto the field. And Justin Tucker, despite the weather conditions and everything going on, he swiftly puts up another three points, making it 17-3. The defense on their next series did have a great one by stuffing the Bills like pizza crust and forcing them to punt the ball away for the first time yesterday. And that, that honestly, that defensive series was great. They went just ham and they absolutely just stop buffalo straight at the line and it's just great to see you just love to see when your defense can make stops like this honestly but uh let's see here i i don't even know where to continue because i'm still just baffled and blown away by the defense like yeah you just love to see these guys do what they do but I do know where to go. I don't know what type of film the Bills watched, and they definitely were trying to take on Lamar. They were trying to pick on him and take him out because on this next offensive series, they collapsed the pocket on him, and he had to panic toss it to Patrick Ricard for a gain of only four yards. Dobbins once again gets the first gain of this next series, and it was a great one. Like It was 16 yards, and he got that first down. He then gets the ball on the next play and gets another gain of only a yard, though. It is, however, called back because of a holding penalty by the rookie, Tyler Lindenbaum, which forced the Ravens to go back 10 yards. This next play, though, blew my absolute mind seeing it. So let me paint you a picture here. Lamar gets a crazy shake, throws the ball to Mark Andrews, who misses it, and it goes up in the air, and then is caught by Devin DuVernay. In this one... What is absolutely stunning. Like, I don't even know how, like, when I watched this yesterday, it blew my mind. Like, you see Lamar shake the tackles as he does, throw to his favorite target who misses, but then his guy, his boy, Devin DuVernay, had his back and got that ball and got the first down for that. It, it was stunning. Like, if I could go back and rewatch it over again for the first time, I would because that had to be my all-time favorite play of the half like that was that that was definitely a highlight moment and a highlight save for them right there like you had to be there just to see it was absolutely insane the way it just tipped off his hands and into Duvernay's arms it was crazy but back to the action Ricard once again gets a gain of seven yards Justice Hill gets himself a first down on this drive more than that he gets a sack I don't know where my script went wrong here, but and I don't know if I'm repeating, but that's okay. I'm not a professional. We all make mistakes. Lamar did get sacked, though, on this drive, making it a third and 18 situation. And Devin DuVernay gets a gain of nine, forcing into a four and nine situation. And the Ravens do get a delay a game penalty. Fortunately, Justin Tucker showed off why he's the best kicker in the NFL with a stunning 51-yard field goal pushing it even further to a 20-3 to game. 
On the next defensive series, Baltimore holds the Bills down very hard and forcing them once again to punt the ball for 43 yards, their second of the day. And it's crazy that Baltimore is able to just hold teams back and force them to make these decisions instead of some teams who like to go for it on fourth down and everything. Baltimore knows how to just hold it down and force the punt. And this was another 43-yard punt for Buffalo. But back on the offensive series, Lamar fakes a handoff to Dobbins and passes it to Mark. And somehow it's called back due to an ineligible receiver downfield. Lamar then misses a pass to Bateman, who after getting, after being a stud last week, not getting, well, he did get points last week. He did get yards this week. Not as many as last week or past weeks, but as Bateman is a stud, just like everybody else, that it was people were having difficulties yesterday because it's the rain, it's the downpour. It, teams had to adjust and had to. Some had to take off their gloves. Some had to put gloves on to get these catches. But unfortunately, that ball was not caught, and it, he. It's just crazy to see, but. Justice Hill then does get a soft toss from Lamar, who does get the first for 10 more yards, moving those chains down. And by the two-minute warning, Baltimore is forced to punt the ball away for their first time today because Buffalo was able to hold them down. They were able to hold them back. And again, all great defensive teams, they know how to make stops. They know how to keep teams from going any further. And you, again, like last week, like I've said, week two, week one, you have to give credit where credit is due. You can't always be a one-sided person. You always have to think, okay, I might be a mega fan, but I also ha I have to give credit to the other team because they're making my team work harder. They're making them better players. And Buffalo definitely was making Baltimore a better team and better players yesterday by forcing them to punt for the first time. But even though they had to do that, it definitely did not matter because Marlon Humphrey, the stud himself, slipped up a little bit by getting a defensive holding call. And the defense tried to break down the offensive line to get through, but Josh Allen makes the decision to take it himself and gets a gain of nine on the next play. But again, Clays Campbell gets a tip on that ball that Josh Allen tried to throw, and Patrick Queen almost had it. Like He almost had it, but... It, he he couldn't get it, and he definitely was feeling the loss of that. He saw you saw him mad at himself for a good hot minute, because he knows in his own mind I could have caught that, I could have made that, and we all know he could have, but it, it happens. You miss catches because you don't expect it always to come to you. You know what I mean? You don't always expect things to go your way. You don't expect it. It's kind of like in the moment situation. After that, though, the Bills did decide to take their first 30-second timeout of the half. And once they get back on the field with only 13 seconds left in the half, the Bills get their first touchdown of the day, making it only a 10-point game, being 20-10. to So, going into halftime with the score, with what we have, we've seen this before in Week 2, and it did come back to bite us. Before that, though, overall, we had a good first half. I wouldn't say it was great. Uh, it was pretty decent. Like, we got touchdowns. We got field goals. But there were a lot of mental mistakes. And I would say they dropped some passes due to the weather conditions, which you cannot blame on the players because, as I've been saying, they did make up for it in the second half. We've seen these types of things before. And as my best friend pointed out to me while watching the game, we're usually a first-half team. And sometimes we fall apart in the second half. Despite yesterday and week two, I don't particularly believe that. Because 
We always fight to the last minute, the last second of the game on the clock, and the last man. And we definitely did that yesterday in those final seconds of the game. But let's get into the third quarter when see where things went wrong and how things got even crazier. On that kickoff, DuVernay got a nice 21-yard gain. They did start that drive off with a false start and a missed pass to Mark Andrews, again forcing them to punt the ball away, their second of the day. This honestly was not the best way to start the opening drive of the third quarter, though, because it's not how you want to see things go down. You don't want to see things get screwed up, and with them only trailing by 10 points, you know you want to try and take the lead a little further and try and pull ahead just a little more, but it's these types of things that happen. And on the Josh Allen's opening drive of the third quarter of the second half, he takes it himself, and he slides all the way across midfield. Matabike for the Ravens, though, gets a spectacular stop holding the ball, the Bills, to a 2 and one situation. I almost said Baltimore, but he plays for Baltimore. I wanted to say Buffalo, but I almost said Baltimore. But again, I'm not a professional. I'm just a guy doing a cool little podcast. So sue me. Just kidding. Please don't. I absolutely love the Baltimore Ravens. But enough about me. Josh Allen then on the next drive gets the first down as he had been doing. The Ravens defensive pass coverage was excellent, forcing the Bills to a third and out. They then get another field goal, making it only a one score game of 20 to 13. Back on the offensive series, Lamar takes the ball himself and gets the first down. Bateman then takes a handoff for a gain of four yards. He then gets another incomplete, forcing the Baltimore Ravens to punt the ball again. This being the third time, and I, I, just, think, I just think Rashad Bateman was having an off day, honestly. like You see him do these things, so great things in week three. You see him do great things in week two. I Honestly, everybody has off days, and I believe that... He was just having an off day yesterday. It it happens. But Isaiah McKenzie of the Bills did get injured, and it might be a possible head injury. We don't know yet. We We don't know what has come out of it yet. He is on concussion protocol, so we have to wait and see how that develops into going into week five for Buffalo. But then Josh Allen gets another touchdown, tying it up, making it 2020 all across the board. It didn't look like a touchdown at first, and once it was reviewed, they, the call stood, and it was a touchdown with only 3 minutes, 26 seconds left in the third quarter. Mark Andrews gets a nice gain of 6 yards to start the Ravens' opening drive on this one for their next, and then Dobbins gets a gain of 9 yards, only making it 4-1. and one. The Ravens then call a challenge saying that Lamar had the first down, and even though it looked like the ball was across the chains, we had he had one foot still in bounds, but it was in the air, honestly. And to my knowledge, to my vision, to a lot of other people's as why they threw up the challenge flag, it looked like he had the he looked like he had the first because honestly, he extended, he reached the ball out and it looked like he had it. But my friend did point out to me that his other foot did drag out of bounds and it makes sense of why they called it like that. But I still say he was in. But what do I know? I don't work in the NFL. <laughs> At least not yet. I'll get there someday, hopefully. It was not overturned, unfortunately, and it made it fourth and inches for the Ravens. Dobbins then takes a short toss and gets the first down with a gain of five yards. This is how the third quarter did end with a lot of a lot of a lot on the line, honestly. And it, it was just it, it was interesting to see. Like these teams are both 
they came in the game with the same record, tied it up. They're both two and two, both fighting for another win. And one team was, they were thinking they, one team was going to walk away with a three and one record and one was going to walk away with a two and two record. And honestly, someone did walk away with a three and one and someone walked away with a two and two, but this game isn't over yet. And let's see how it ends. It didn't start out so hot, though, with the ball being tipped out of the Ravens' hand and into the hands of the Bills. Josh Allen did get sacked on third and nine, forcing a turnover back to Baltimore. Back to back, Justice Hill gets two consecutive first downs for himself. And it was he was really racking up yards yesterday. Like Justice Hill, he had to be the star player of the day yesterday because of how many yards he got, how many runs and how many downs he was able to convert and how many plays he was able to complete like he was definitely a star yesterday the bills did get a holding call finally after all the penalties being put on baltimore there was finally one given to buffalo and it was nice because i know as a ravens fan and a lot of others i could speak for out there we were getting pretty angry with all the penalties that were being put on Baltimore like some of them I understand some of them not so much but after that Lamar takes the ball himself on the next play but it's called back big shocker holding call on the Ravens like I said at halftime these mental mistakes were not good to see and with both records on the line it was not good to see honestly Demarcus Robinson gets a nice pass from Lamar for a gain of seven yards Lamar then has the pockets collapsed on him like a building. Like, they really were trying to just take him down. They collapsed the pocket on him like a full building, but he gets out of there like a light and gains five yards. Jackson then hits his favorite target, Mark Andrews, who reels it in for a great catch for a gain of 13 yards. The Bills had a pass interference call, which did push Baltimore further down the field for even more yards. Justice Hill then gets another first down for Baltimore. They do, however, get a false start penalty, moving it back a few. But the star-studded QB takes it himself again and gets a gain of eight yards. Dobbins then gets a quick screen pass, but it is stopped right at the line and actually loses them some yards. Now pushing the big envelope, Lamar turns into the roadrunner of all things and takes it for 18 yards, getting a first and goal. And you, I, I don't know how many times I got to say it. I, I know everybody says Lamar is not a quarterback. He's a running back. But he just proves time and time again why he can be a great quarterback. Because, again, you can't be a great quarterback without having the speed and without having the quickness. You can't be a great quarterback without having to take those chances and run the ball. And most quarterbacks will run it like two, three, maybe even five yards and then get out of bounds or get taken down. No, but Lamar himself knows what he's doing and takes it for a swift 18-yard gain, making it first and goal. It's crazy. And this is exactly why he got MVP of the month of September for this season already and why he broke two records in only three weeks. And this is the brand new season of the year. And it's crazy that he's just doing these things. Like, I don't even know how he does it. It's, it's amazing. It's spectacular to see, honestly. Back at it, though. A nice pass to Duvernay makes it second and goal for the Ravens. Doing what he does best, Jackson then slides it into the five-yard line for a fourth and goal. 
Like the last year, we decided to go for it on fourth and goal, and man, was it a really bad idea because the Bills got the interception in the end zone. Lamar was not happy walking off that field after that one. He did go on to say in a post-game interview, though, and I quote, I seen Duve in the corner late. If I was able to see him right off the bat, I would have, it would have been a, it would have been a touchdown. I apologize for messing up that quote, but it happens. This just shows that even a great quarterback like Lamar Jackson makes mistakes from time to time, but you cannot hold it against him. Honestly, like those things happen. Quarterbacks mess up. Players don't get shots like they should. Quarterbacks don't see the receivers right off rip. But again, I'm not trying to dog anybody because I'm a Baltimore fan. I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. I will never say my team is doing bad. I will never say anything like that because it's just it's those things happen. We always have to remember it happens. You can never fault a player or a quarterback because If those things are happening on your offense, that just means the other team is having a really good defensive series. And he also said that the Bills, they had their hands up. They had their hands in his way, and he had to shake out of the pocket. And it was just a late-minute decision, and it was really held up. So he kind of just had to do what he had to do. So you can't really fault him for that. Josh Allen being one of the best quarterbacks in the league takes it himself and gets the first down into Ravens territory. Buffalo did get pushed back by a false start call, though. Even though it happened, somehow they call a roughing the passer call on Baltimore, which, in my opinion, I say was complete garbage. Because watching the replay, and in every other NFL game, Allen threw the ball a second before he was tackled. And it was raining. The ground was wet. Like, I don't understand why it was called what it was called, because I personally say it was a bad call on the officials' part. However, though, Patrick Queen then makes up for the defense on the next play by getting a big stop. Bills on second 11 do have some chance, and they end up getting the first down. The Ravens then decide to take their second timeout of the half. Back on the field, the Bills get a a second and two situation. With this time dwindling down, Baltimore then takes their third and final timeout of the game. With there being less than 10 seconds left in the game, the Bills take their final timeout with some infighting amongst the Ravens on what to do on defense. And Buffalo did take advantage of that and ended ended up ending the game at three seconds left, making it a 23-20 game. And... It was it was hard to see the team fighting on the decision to make because with there only being three seconds left with Buffalo having so many more timeouts, it was just hard to watch because you never want to see teammates fight. You never want to see them argue. You always want to see them stay on the same page. You always want to see them try and cooperate and work together for these types of things. And obviously decisions get made that some players might not like. Some decisions might get played that they do like and it it's hard to see it's hard to watch but honestly I don't know what to say at the end of the game because it was a well fought at the end of the day this game came down to final seconds of the game and as it should would I have liked to see us win of course I've been a Ravens fan for years and wouldn't have started this podcast itself if I didn't love my team in the post game interview while talking as a whole John Harbaugh did say I mean You go back and look at all the little things that happen in the game. You know why drives don't get extended or whatever goes on. I mean, that's football. 
you know, we're fighting and trying to do the best we can to score more points, and that's football. That's the football game. And honestly, I can't agree more or begin to say any less because he's right. That's just how the game is played and done, honestly. We all have those games, and trying to fight through those weather conditions are hard. We might not have walked away with the win, but we did walk away with some good knowledge of what needs to be done, what needs to be changed, and where to go from here. Like We understand now what needs to be done, like where we need to fix some of our defensive schemes, where we need to make sure that we have ball security, and we need to make sure that we're not getting those silly mental mistakes of offsides or holding calls or... Pass or offensive pass interference calls. We always need to make sure we're doing what we do. And again, I cannot say this enough. I am a Baltimore fan through and through. I will always support my team no matter how many losses they take or no matter how many wins they get. There will always be some things that need to be adjusted and some things that need to be changed. And you always got to make sure that things are locked down, secured, make sure that your players are good, strong, healthy, and your playbook is nice and tight. And make sure during the week before the next game, you watch film. You make sure that you take care of things and get things done like you need to and like things should be. But like I've said, it happens. I'm a Baltimore fan, and I will continue to be a Baltimore fan till forever. Next week, we'll be back at home once again taking on Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday night. Thank you all once again for listening here on Baltimore Talk. I've been your host, Anthony Probst, and I'll see you next week. Goodbye.